We are the Evening Explorationists. Please, allow me to show you something. Welcome to an episode where two average and definitely unqualified college students analyze and reflect on lessons in literature and relate them to past, present, and future experiences. Check out our website in the description to find out more about your Evening Explorationists. Hey, it's Nate. And hey, it's Cody. And welcome to another episode of the Evening Explorationists. And today we have another unscripted guest. Uh, and today it is uh, Darian Ressler. And uh, he's actually a good, good friend of Cody and I's. Uh, we've known him for a while and he has some uh, pretty interesting insights. Yeah, he's been involved with a couple leadership opportunities on campus and uh, a couple things um, related to mental health. And he has uh, a lot of really cool things to say. Darian, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing really good. I've had a really good summer. Um, I think a highlight of my summer was going to Mexico. Um, I got to go with one of my good friends and one of my teammates on a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, we went over to Mexico and got to. I got to go with his family, and we did a lot of different stuff throughout the week. It was like a all-inclusive resort, so that was pretty nice. Um, <laughs> So a lot of new things I got to do. I got to see blue water, which was something I've always wanted to see, just clear blue water. And then on top of that, we went to a lot of different excursions or like parks and got yeah. to do zip lining and stuff like that that I've never done before, kayaking. Like So there was a lot of first times for me this summer with that. Okay. Um, yeah, can I ask you what changed? Like why this summer? Um, honestly, just was never really given the opportunity to do those things with my family personally. Um, not because, you know, my mom or my dad didn't want to do that stuff. It's just like, it comes with money and financial, financially it's, it's expensive. So I was just blessed with the opportunity to go with my friend and his family and he gave me an opportunity to go and I took it and I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, of course. Have to. Yeah, so now we're back into reality and doing no more Cancun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what are we looking forward to this semester? I'm, I'm just looking forward to meeting up with all my friends like you guys. It's nice being back and seeing everyone, all the familiar faces. Um, obviously, school comes with being in college. It's, it's just something you have to do. And True. It's also going to get that degree and help you get a job in the future. Um, but it does have a lot of challenges coming along with it. As well as being a student athlete on campus, it it has a lot of challenges. So, but I am excited to face those challenges because um, through those challenges you can learn a lot about yourself and and grow as an individual. So, yeah, not everyone has that that like challenge mentality. I know several people that don't have that athletic mindset, which I guess we'll call it an athletic mindset because you do truly have to be gritty uh, when it comes down to adversity. Um, I'm excited too. It's going to be, you know, just take it as it comes. You really can't plan for it. Right. <laughs> you just got to take it as it comes. But of course, yeah. And you talk about um being a student athlete. How has that like shaped like who you are as a person? Um it's shaped tremendously uh, a lot about my a lot about me as an individual. Um recently I made a transition from playing football to doing track this year and you know, football was a huge part of my life growing up. Um, just, it was in the family with my, um, mainly on my dad's side. And, you know, he taught me a lot about the game, a lot of, about the game to my brother as well. So that was just like something I had to learn in that household. But 
you know, so making that change from not wanting to play football anymore was a, a huge step and it was, it wasn't easy, but I'm at peace with the decision I've made because of what I've learned from football, it, not just the game itself, but like individually, all, all the little components within the game of making those connections with your teammates, um, overcoming adversity, uh, the challenges that come with being a student athlete and balancing schoolwork and uh, the sport itself. Uh, so the challenges that came with that were, that shaped me, probably were last two semesters ago, you know, uh, going into my, would have been my sophomore year. Um, it was a tough time, you know, balancing all that schoolwork and being a football athlete and having a new offensive coordinator come in and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out and I had to accept that and there was a lot of nights where it was hard for me to accept that but through um, changes that I made in my life like going to therapy getting the help I need talking to friends that and when I mean friends I mean close friends not friends that I guess nowadays would be fake friends sure. because truthfully, like I think in today's society, like um, media paints masculinity as you need to suck it up. You need to hide your emotions. And when you're talking to a, a fake friend or a person that may not understand that, um, it's easy for them to look down upon you or make fun of that and share it with other other people. Um, so I just had to find the right people that I could fit in with, find a therapist, talk to them about my issues, which I never thought would actually help because I thought therapy was a joke. I, I'm going to be honest, but it helped me tremendously. It was like I the person right across from me, which was obviously the therapist, um, I'd share my problems with him and I'd be saying things that I didn't think were actually like going on with my life that were an issue but like I had an idea of what I wanted to tell him and I'd say other things that were coming up and then I realized there's just a lot I need to work on in my life so to go back to your your question of how football shaped me um, throughout my college career it has shaped me into a a better man through those experiences um, in my life that's incredible because you think about it you weren't happy in one spot and you're not doing something you love and you did that through the opposite way of how you see society as you know talk about that gritty pushing through the face right. of adversity but at what point is working too hard at something that doesn't make you happy is that hard work or is that just toxicity right right so that's that's awesome to hear and the fact that you were able to put you know your ego aside and you were say okay i'm gonna go open up to someone who i've never talked to but that's willing to listen. Right. And just as you can't plan for things in the semester, I'm sure you didn't plan to, you know, leave the sport you played all your life to right. go play something else that uh, clearly you like better. And I think that's not only masculinity, that's maturing. Right. In a, in a whole different light. So I applaud you with that because one other question I have is, you know, how do you continue to love the game that you you have been playing your whole life because recently I have found I, it's, it's been hard to push through sometimes. Honestly, right. it has. And I just, I didn't know if you had a, 
a base that you can always go back to where you're like, you know, okay, it's a dark night. The rain's coming down a little harder than usual. Like, who do I call? Who do I talk to? Even if it's not a real person. I don't know if you had any backup for that. Um, Personally, like I brought up early earlier, um, obviously my dad was a big role in my life and played a big part in my football career as well. Um, And I always call him if I was going through issues with, you know, myself or with with football. Um, But that being said, although my dad was a big part of my life, I also relied a lot about my religion and my my belief of Christ. I, you know, there's nights where I would stay up, you know, having panic attacks and stuff. And I just need to sit down and regroup. And we, we all have our I guess I, we could say our safe place, and my safe place was a shower. That's where I did my um, my talking to God, my praying. Um, and I know it's not easy for everyone to, you know, just pray because it, it doesn't always work out, but I look at it from, like, God gave me those, those trials, and He's there to help me through those trials because, obviously, we can't do it alone. And my dad was just the, the figure here... Um, the physical figure in my life that I needed to talk to, but God's always been there for me and he's always hearing me out. So that was just one way that helped me to set, set aside football and understand more about myself and, you know, be at peace with my decision. It wasn't easy, but, um, God definitely, opened up my mind to a different perspective and that's why I'm at peace with the decision that I made going on. Yeah, that's great. I I personally think that, you know, your way is religion, maybe someone else's way is rubbing a lucky keychain, but always right. having that backup to keep you going. Right. You know? Uh whatever works for you, I guess. So going back, this summer I had a, a really cool experience at um an internship and the uh, the lady that I got to work very closely with, she was very religious. Okay. And she impacted my life, like, a lot. Like, just the perspectives that she was able to provide me. Um, and I used to be a, a religious person. I'd go to church right. all the time. I'd pray. I'd, you know, read the Bible, do the, the typical church-going things. And then um, life happened, and I kind mm. of... God kind of fell out of my life, I, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, now, so as a college athlete, college student, is it? do you find it difficult that, like, sometimes I feel like not many people believe in Christ. Like, as a college student, like, just you're a generic person walking right. around, I feel like that's not common yeah. anymore. I totally agree, and um, I've had my own challenges. Uh, I've been in the same situation, and I still am. I can, I can attest to that. I've, uh, college is difficult for most, well, for me personally, and I can, I'm sure a lot of other people, and when religion is involved, it comes with a lot of temptations, uh, college itself, and, you know, coming into college, I was very close with the Lord, but I think with football and, um, with school, I kind of pushed, I kind of pushed him aside, and I wasn't able to go to church on Sundays because we'd have practice on Sundays. And there would be Bible studies throughout the week, but I wouldn't go to them because it was right after practice. I'd be tired. And it was a lot easier for me to 
come up with excuses not to talk to the Lord. And that was another reason why I made my decision to switch the track and have a lot more flexibility with my time because there is no excuse. Um, and there shouldn't have been an excuse in the past either. But um, it took me a while to understand that. Um, but with that being said, now I have more time to become closer with the Lord. And that's another goal of mine this semester is to become closer with him like I was in the past because I definitely have seen it within myself and I see it with other people where they're, you know, they separate themselves with the Lord and they're all about, you know, going out and partying. And obviously that's fun. Have fun with your friends and whatnot. But when does it become unhealthy and when does it become fun? Because, you know, I love to party, love to have fun with friends, but I think it got to the point, especially two semesters ago when I was um, not mentally there it became a coping mechanism to go out and party and have fun and drink. And that wasn't, that wasn't me. Like, that's not how I cope. That's not how I was raised. I I try to be an activist on campus for um, my religion because I can see that, especially at Shippensburg. I forget the percentage, but the percentage of Christians at Shippensburg, it, it was super low and, or just people that believe in you know, a religion. So I try to go to these Bible studies. I try to um, communicate with new people, new faces, and I talk about my testimony and I share that testimony so that other people can have a perspective and look on on to my perspective so that they can, you know, grow as individuals. So with all that said, do you have any like specific stories or any like one time that like God was like really there that you really saw him in your life like as a student athlete and student? Can you give me an example? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so my my grandpa, he died in uh, in 2014 in, in July okay. and um, he had this this shed down in the in the lower end of his lawn. And he had his John Deere tractor down there that he loved and adored. And there was a walnut tree that sat right next to the shed. The shed was like, it's dilapidated. It was like, he really wanted a new shed before he died. And the night that he died, there was a massive storm where, like where I live. And the tree fell over and fell on top of the shed and destroyed the shed. And the John Deere was safe and sound, which is so wild. Like, can't even wrap my head around. Really, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a miracle. It's a testimony. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I have some a similar situation where um, I had a we've had, we went to Sight and Sound, which um, is in Lancaster, um, and I watched the play Jesus. They they did that scene, and I got a keychain that had Jesus on it, and it was on my my keys. I think I drove up to Penn State. I did, yeah. And I stayed there for the portion of the night. So we were driving back. I I was driving back. No one else was in the car. And there's back roads or, you know, you're going up the mountain. Um, It's dark. It's late. And I had the windows up. And I was listening to R&B music. And I was pretty tired. And we're up, I'm like on a mountain, the side of a cliff, like 50 feet from a bridge. I fell asleep behind the wheel and I hit the entire side of the mountain. I didn't know where I was. I was in shock. Um, and then in the moment that I realized I was hitting the side of the mountain, I really didn't know what was going on, but I didn't even touch the wheel. I tucked my hands, I tucked my legs, and I basically let God take the wheel. 
and after the accident, um, the car's smoking, I'm three six, I one eighty around. The half the sign was bent, so I must have went airborne at one point somehow. And you know, I got out the car, still in shock, didn't know where I was, and you know, I had to call the cops because I didn't know what to do. Nothing happened to me. I'm fifty feet from a bridge. I could have went off the cliff. Um, and on the car seat itself, when I got up, was the keychain that said Jesus on it. And obviously, like, that's a testimony of my life. And God blessed me today to be alive. Um, and ever since then, I've just been living for him because that was a very powerful moment in my life. And it was eye-opening. Um, obviously, I wasn't mature at the time. Um, and I made bad decisions, and that was definitely a bad decision in my life. But I've learned from it, and I can accept it. And I'm not embarrassed to share that with people because it's a testimony. And I hope that, you know, that testimony can open other eyes to a different perspective, especially with Christ, because that was just a blessing of my life. The car was obviously destroyed. And like you said, the barn was destroyed, but the tractor wasn't, and I wasn't hurt. So, um, wow. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'll, I'll say that you. for number one. That gave me shivers, bro. I'm not gonna lie. That's, that's wild. That is wild. That's that's a story. Yeah. Um, not to switch gears too fast, but you know this whole idea of you know it's kind of your reason or your purpose. You know, he's keeping you alive. Uh, he's looking out for you, even if he is looking out for a tractor. Right. <laughs> he's still there. Um, but I like this idea of you know, consistency and something to fall back on. Right. So do you have a tip for anybody who is not as religious? Like, let's say someone who, I don't know, just is not super into religion, doesn't really agree with the prayer, agree with all of that, very mm-hmm. hypothetical. Yeah. What's what's something that they can follow? What's, you know, is it is it reading books? Is it starting mm-hmm. a new hobby? Do you have any tips for that? Yeah. Um. I think for me personally was finding an accountability partner um finding like-minded people um that are towards a certain goal not just you know with whatever you do but with christ and just a friend that you can talk to and have a conversation without them trying to you know push the the bible down your throat if that makes sense i think a lot of people shy away from wanting to learn religion because um, most people just push it upon others. And I, I try not to do that. I try to bring it up in discussion and when it's respectful time to bring it up. So what helped, what has helped me is finding someone that I can talk to religiously about my life or just what's going on with it. And they've always been there to, um, not fully be accountable for I mean they're never going to be fully accountable of you because you have to be accountable for yourself but they've always been there to back me up and ask you know how are you doing are you trying to grow with Christ and it it's always been at the right times that they've always hit me up Um, and that's my religious way of thinking that you know God's placed them in my life to keep me in check if that makes sense so Finding someone that you can talk to would be my tip. I know that when I'm on teams and I'm having a bad day and I show up to practice, um, my teammates are like, hey, Nate, you good? Like, everything okay? And I think that also comes down to that verbal interaction where 
you do have a teammate or you do have God or you do have someone that you're able to talk to. I think that's a that's a great fallback. I think that mental health thing is, is big. And it is. whether it's that internal conversation you have with God, uh, whether it is a teammate, whether if you're not athletic, <laughs> you're not religious, even if it's just your roommate or someone down the mm. hall, I think, you know, I really like that, that backboard that you can lay up on. And Nate and I have, we've had a good friendship like for years and years, but it wasn't until recently where we've been able to really hold each other accountable. Right. So like, I really see what you're talking about. We're like, even outside of the podcast and other things like that, like we're able to just like sit down in the kitchen and just have like a solid conversation awesome. or go on a walk or something like, and just be there for each other, like no matter what. And like, you know, we have the balance of like talking serious and then just being, you know, goofballs, I guess you could say. <laughs> That's true. But, That's true. But yeah, no, it's, it's really important to have right. that, that someone, whether it be like you guys said, like God or, you know, a close friend, but no, it's, that's really important. Of course. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it there. Um, provided some very great insight on mental health, uh, a little bit of religion in there. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Darian. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It was an honor. All it right. was definitely a pleasure having you and we really appreciate your perspective and your insight, man. Thank you. I do. That's it for this episode. Check out our website for more information and more tools you can interact with the evening explorationists. And we'll catch you next time.